1: Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Hello,
2: Biblical Citizens. Hey, you know what? Things are changing in San Diego County, and there's some, some of the change, at least, is for the good. Thanks to local activists, lawsuits and other public pressure, vax and mask mandates and business lockdowns are ending in many parts of the county and the state. And no one has been more effective in this fight Then our guest we're going to talk to right now, Amy Reichert. Amy is a mom, a private investigator, a marketing maven, and a leader of Reopen San Diego, which is a key force in the fight to protect our freedoms against these unconstitutional and damaging COVID lockdowns and mandates. Amy is now a strong candidate for the San Diego County Board of Supervisors to replace the chairman, Nathan Fletcher. Welcome, Amy.
3: Welcome. Thank you so much. That was such a great intro. Wow. You guys are amazing.
2: Well, thanks. Well, we we sometimes border on amazing. We probably probably don't stay there that long, but anyway. So um, for the benefit of our listeners, Amy, tell us a little bit, because everybody everybody still doesn't know, what is Reopen San Diego, and what are the most important things you do?
4: Hey, it's only one of the most... Important things for survival that we've had the last two years.
2: Thanks, Kathleen. <laughs> now let's hear what Amy has to say. Well, okay, she's our well,
3: friend. No, you're right. It has been about a survival, and that's why, in so many ways, first and foremost, we created community because during these times of such terrible division in our in our country and uncertainty and isolation, what we did was create community when really the world was trying to tear us apart and keep us alone. And so reopened San Diego, fought to reopen schools, fought to reopen businesses. And then, of course, that wasn't even the beginning, right? Oh, my gosh. Then we had a fight against vaccine passports, vaccine mandates. Oh, my gosh. And even the city council in San Diego passed an ordinance saying that if you're not vaccinated, well, you can't hold elected office. So, Reopen San Diego filed a federal lawsuit against that. And you've just done so much
4: to bring people together. You've had events. You've had, you started out with a group of moms and just got kids together. And then you started these meetup groups, which have been wonderful. Just uh, people based, based on their interests, they can get together. I've been going to the healthcare group, it's been wonderful. And you've just had so many homeschool events and, and you had Dr. McCullough come, and you've had uh, speakers and in rallies. And you've, another one of your, um, well, you can tell us about some of the other accomplishments that you've had, but you've gotten the Board of Supervisors meetings opened. They were being closed. Tell us about
3: it. Oh, that's right. Well, you know, during COVID, the Board of Supervisors was closed for 13 months. So we had a Let Us In rally, and then just a couple weeks later, the San Diego County Board of Supervisors reopened to the public. And let me tell you, we've been holding them accountable ever since. And back in August of 2021, we had hundreds of people show up to the San Diego County Board of Supervisors in person to speak. We kept them up until midnight with our testimony we made local national international news we went
4: viral whoa and i was there that was an exciting we, meeting i mean it wasn't it was it was very vigorous i mean it wasn't exciting in the sense of being a happy thing people were passionate people were speaking out giving data giving arguments giving stories personal stories experiences and 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 Nathan Fletcher didn't listen to any of them. I mean,
2: and it really did he, go viral, Amy. You're right because, for example, Kathleen's brother, who lives in Phoenix and doesn't agree with us politically on hardly anything, uh, let Kathleen know that he saw her. He saw yeah. her talk <laughs> to the county board of supervisors over in Arizona. So uh, yeah, it did. It did get around.
4: And you organized that. I think that was just amazing.
3: You are a star when you go before the Board of Supervisors, and you have spoken many times from a place of truth and education and experience based upon the fact that you're a registered nurse, right? And that's really powerful because what they've tried to do, they've insulted us, called us misinformation, called us conspiracy theorists, and lo and behold... Called we us had Nazis, teachers. even. We had, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was always fun. Uh, I was raised Jewish. I had a pot mitzvah. I went to Hebrew school. And then when they started calling us Nazis, I'm like, well, this is going to come as a huge shock to my 79-year-old <laughs> Jewish mother. Ah. I gave my heart to Jesus in my 30s, right? Yeah. Um, and, I'm, you know, thank you, Lord, uh, because I am, I'm just so blessed. Because now, through Reopen San Diego, it is nonpartisan. It does draw people from all walks of life. But you know what? I share my faith openly with these reopen events. And during this time of uncertainty and fear, I've led two women to the Lord. Excellent.
2: That's the most that's the most important probably of everything of all the things you've done that is so that is really inspiring, Amy. We we we've been trying more to do that too and we pray before we go to a Political event that we might have the opportunity to uh, share the gospel or share Bible study with someone we meet that we that we don't that we don't even know. Uh, because and it was
4: all, I, I always remember that I, I was brought to the Lord through through getting involved in my local community politics. I mean, I was I got involved in the school issues and got on the board of a charter school and that led me to Christians, that led me to giving my life to the Lord. So uh, it is a vehicle, and we do need to care about our communities and in in the public square. And and so we're just so proud of you for entering this race.
2: What's and, a, I want to ask Amy, and, though. And
4: heading up this great organization of Reopen San Diego.
2: Right. So cool. Reopen San Diego, Amy, has accomplished so much, but we know we're not all the way there, right? So if you had to say what are the... <laughs> One or two most important things yet to be accomplished that you would like to accomplish pr- through uh, through Reopen San Diego. What might that be?
3: Well, I want to give people hope because we have accomplished so much. Uh, Mayor Todd Gloria tweeted back in July of 2021 that he wanted to award a mayoral proclamation to the first restaurant that would do vaccine passports. And, of course, you know, we all said that vaccine passports were coming. We were called conspiracy theorists, And then they were reality in every major city right. in the United States, except for San Diego, because reopened San Diego, stood up. We had a uh, protect businesses press conference at City Hall with hundreds of people. And we organized a coalition of 300 businesses that hung signs in their window saying they would not discriminate. X. Right, and uh, yes. so many people have seen those. And then the other thing that we've had a success with is the mayor of San Diego wanted to fire a thousand first responders
2: right. three weeks
3: before Christmas, just like they did in New York City, but right? Without offering them a religious exemption, and we stood in the gap. Our first responders—they came to us. They asked us to do press conferences and rallies, and we saved them it wouldn't have happened their own unions weren't supporting them and after we got involved and started having rallies with 500 people then the unions started backing their own police and own firefighters
4: and it so just I'm shows really
3: happy with those results we yes. have to remember that it's a long fight it's not over yet and there's still so much left to accomplish
4: and we have to remember that they are the ones that are doing the, the... The illegal acts. It's illegal to force people at the at the cost of their job or anything. There's no legality to coercing any kind of medical treatment whatsoever, including a vaccine, especially one that's experimental. So you, what, you we, know we what, have though? to push back against that, and you're doing it. You've organized people. You've You've gotten the public pressure there to say, you stay within your bounds, county supervisors. You
2: know what's and, even even more impressive or uh, more impressive to me is that every one of these major things you've gotten overturned Amy through reopen San Diego and, and and a lot of it probably most of it due to your leadership is that these entities have been getting federal funding and state funding to the tune of millions even hundreds of millions of dollars and so that's the reason why so many irrational things have happened during covid that really aren't for the benefit of the public is that these governments are getting big uh, grants from the government to do things like vaccine mandates and mask mandates and so on so the fact that you're able to get those things overturned in the wake of all that financial incentive on the other side is all the more impressive but i think one thing one of the big things Uh, of several things still to be done is we've got to get this county state of emergency uh, ended. They still do not want to end the state of emergency, also driven largely by financial incentives. Yeah, you're
3: absolutely right. So we're talking about millions of dollars when it comes to the county. We're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. And so here's how the money flows. It flows from the federal government, right? Right. To the state and then the state had all the control and so if a county did not respond the way gavin newsom wanted them to respond well guess what they didn't get the money right. or if a county acted up then the state threatened to claw back so uh during under these unelected public health officials had all the power it was and it was all Driven by money. So the fact that we've been able to fight back against really hundreds of millions of dollars, and we started as five people sitting on a lawn at Liberty Station who had joined a Facebook group called Reopen San Diego. Anything is possible with God. I knew when I started all of this, before I ever got involved with Reopen San Diego, I stood in the middle of my kitchen feeling powerless over how the world was, and the lies that I was seeing, and the deception, and I just stood in the middle of my kitchen and I looked up and I said, God, I know I'm supposed to do something, I just don't know what, show me what to do. And he, so he did I knew, show, he I did show, I was
4: called to do something. Absolutely, and you've just shown what God can do through nothing. you. And we do have to take I a break that- now. But um, but yes, you have stood in the gap. God's been on your side and on the people's side. It's amazing what has been able to be done. And we are so proud of you. We're going to be right back after the break to talk more about your campaign uh, to replace County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher. Be right back.
2: There is more biblical citizen. Let's roll. Still to come on Praise. Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Milanakis on K-Praise. Welcome back. We are talking with Amy Reichert, who is the head of one of the key leaders of Reopen San Diego. And we want to talk about Amy's race for the Board of Supervisors. Let me explain briefly. San Diego County is governed by a five-member board of supervisors that oversees a multi-billion-billion-dollar budget, and it directly affects our lives in so many ways. Health, crime prevention, housing policies, transportation, individual freedom, all kinds of areas. And the chairman, the leader, is a Democrat and former Republican, Nathan Fletcher. So Amy, what is your experience with the leadership of Nathan Fletcher, and why do you think he should be replaced? Because he is up for re-election this year.
3: Well, you know, when I first started getting involved, I really I stopped trusting the media, and I knew that I had to go to the source. I'm a state-licensed investigator, and so I started watching the press conferences put on Nathan Fletcher, you know, the county press talking about the stats, and, you know, that's when I started seeing the inconsistencies, because I started investigating firsthand, right, rather than relying on the media to tell me what was saying at the press conferences. I attended them, I took notes, and I investigated that. And really, what I saw was Nathan Fletcher was using COVID for political gain. It was for his halfway to power and it was super clear even though if you look at the organization chart for the county of San Diego, the people are supposed to be at the top, followed by the Board of Supervisors, that they split that on its head and it was very clear that the Board of Supervisors was at the top of the board chart and the people of San Diego were at the bottom. And furthermore, It appeared, and many other people agreed, that Nathan Fletcher was not serving the people of San Diego. He was serving somebody else and other interests. And worst of all, he was serving his own political career.
4: Yep. Uh, And he's been investigated for ethical violations and there is an article on redstate.com about it about his investments in some of these companies that have that have profited by this the, the shutdowns by all the medical mandates that they've had for instance he invested in cvs which was one of the big distributors of the covid tests and the covid vaccines so he he made it a giant Gain on that now. How did he know about that? He, right? he and
2: his wife Lorena yeah. Gonzalez. It's all there on on Red State. You can see they more than. And by the way, they sold they sold that stock, and they made they more than doubled their investment. And that's that's only one of many examples. He was getting these regular intel briefings on the progress of the mandates the COVID the whole thing what was happening at federal and state level and then he apparently went out he and Lorena and they invested in some of these key companies that magically profited enormously from what was going on. So that
4: can be called profiting on people's tragedies because I've seen the people that have been vaccine injured by his mandates that have lost their jobs they've they've been Coming to us, we have a group of us, and there's hundreds of people that have been affected in this way, and you have too, Amy, haven't you?
3: Just... He, he should have refused himself from votes. And the very fact I was there when he pulled a fast one at the County Board of Supervisors, it wasn't even an, it was just a COVID agenda item, and then out of the blue, he announces a resolution, right? A motion to now mandate the vaccine new hires, right? And, and it, it was, wasn't even it was on the office.
4: agenda. That, that was against the Brown Act, was, right? It was
3: not even on the agenda. And then they had to redo the vote. But because the board is a three-tier majority, with I'm sorry, but Nora Vargas, Cheryl lawson Reamer, they have no right to be weighing in on COVID policy. They have said some of the most anti-science... Irrational things. Let me give you a, for example. Tara Lawson Rehmer, she loves to scold people that come there to see her, and then she disappears, right, at five o'clock while there's still public testimony going on, going who knows where. But she says outrageous things like, well, you have a right to be unvaccinated, but you don't have the right to infect my child. Well, she was triple boosted, triple masked, and she got COVID in January, right? And we tried to oh, reason with her. Look, if a true vaccine is supposed to transmit infection, right? That's that's the whole purpose it, of the
2: vaccine. It's right? to prevent transmission it's of prevent infection transmission. and prevent you from getting COVID. Which it's shown, it's been shown that it, especially in the last several months with the Omicron that you're more likely to get infected with Omicron if you've been vaccinated, especially if you've been boosted. But you know one reason, one of the reasons for this whole, this whole scam thing is, is what we're talking about. If they admitted that this was at best a treatment, not a very good one, but it's a therapy, not a vaccine. There's no way that the COVID vax fits the definition of a vaccine. Guess what? Pfizer and Moderna wouldn't be exempt from liability. They'd be they'd be sued by okay. so many thousands of people. That's okay. the biggest once again we're back to the financial, aren't we? They can't allow it to be called a therapy because they want that freedom from from liability.
3: But but it shows what uh, You know, we should have it revoked. Uh, you know what? I, I haven't even thought about that. That is brilliant. That is insightful. We need to go to them and go, Hey, you know what? You know, they got protection and they were protected from liability based upon the fact that they were claiming at first that it was 95% effective against infection and transmission. Well, and now? And now what they're saying? Well, you won't get sick. Uh, You you won't get hospitalized and you won't die. That's a therapy, even if if it's true. true
2: Even if it's true, that's a therapy, not a vaccine.
3: And that's a, right? And then, of course, we know that there are many people. Uh, just look at the county numbers yep. uh, of, of people who have been hospitalized, who have died, who were fully boosted. So yep. you know, uh, they, should lose, they should lose their liability status.
4: Uh, yeah. And then you have the the examples of Tara Lawson, remember, who did get the vaccine and the boost, and she got COVID. Right there, right. there's an example, a public example of what, you know, how ineffective it is.
2: Amy, we could so. talk about this. There's so many rich things to talk about, <sighs> yeah. but I want to give you an opportunity in the remaining few minutes we have to talk about some of the, what other other eth- issues you think, I mean, people are concerned about homelessness. They're concerned about crime. Uh, let me take one of those. How good a job do you think Nathan Fletcher in the county is doing on reducing homelessness in San Diego.
3: They're not. Uh, You know, but if I ask people in your audience, has homelessness gotten better or worse in the past four years under Nathan Fletcher's quote-unquote leadership, people would say, oh, no, no, no. In my community, it has gotten worse. And then if I ask people, is the government spending more money in the past four years? Also, People would raise their hand and they would say yes. Nathan Fletcher's answer is just to throw more money at the problem without really affecting change in people's lives or helping people. It's it really, I think, bottom line, uh, the money is being wasted. The programs that exist should be audited, not only for government waste, but effectiveness, Right? want to look at a program okay how many people came into your program how many people were lifted up from homelessness we would call that a success rate we would say that's a good return on investment right now it seems like and i do come from a recovery background i was a celebrate recovery leader at my church and i can tell you that when we enable people we hurt them and so What I am very, very concerned about is that we're just throwing money at it, and we're not making it better. We're making it worse. So long story short, I would look at community-based programs, faith-based programs that are having success in the trenches, right, with these issues. We see places like East County Transitional Living Center and the kind of success they're having. Let's model that instead of the government because the government is doing a very
4: poor job and you might even say that they've caused more homelessness by these vaccine mandates that throw have thrown people out of their jobs and the chaos they've caused in the economy and the shutdowns that have made people lose their businesses so some of those people have ended up homeless they've increased the homelessness and, so, and one
2: more thing the county prohibits funds going to organizations like some of the ones you're talking about, Amy. Another example is Solutions for Change. Any organization that tries to deal with the root causes of drug addiction or of mental illness, they cannot get funds.
4: But there's so many more issues that we could talk about the crime we could talk about public transportation how they're trying to get everybody into public transportation and about uh
2: What about Nathan Fletcher's support uh, of the mileage tax Amy yeah. I don't you wouldn't support that would And
4: you? there's a member there's the fact that he's the uh, a member of the World Economic Forum that's a whole issue too because that's a treasonous Organization that wants to undermine the Constitution and take all the property rights. But off. I want to
2: hear what Amy says so, about Nathan Fletcher. He voted for putting a mileage tax on every every mile you if drive. As gas
3: prices aren't high enough. Right? It, it, it's a it's a crime. How can he speak out of one side of his mouth about helping working class families in San Diego and then turn around and do something like that? Clearly. People who make less money tend to live in the farther reaches of the county. I lived in Chula Vista for, for 20 years, and many people commute to their jobs in San Diego. So basically, having a mileage tax, what hurts working-class people the most? So, and also, I, at my very heart, the idea of the government putting a tracking device on my car no way. That's what the mileage tax at its very heart is. It's a tracking device on your vehicle that will charge you per mile. That's not okay, and that's anti-freedom.
4: And if you were county supervisor, you could do away with a lot of these mandates and these these things that come down from the centralized authority from Washington or the or even the state. You could you could <laughs> ban vaccine mandates. You could ban these. Uh, Amy,
2: where can people go to support your campaign?
3: Oh, thank you so much. Go to amyforsandiego.com. That's Diego. dot com. You can volunteer, and if it's on your heart, please, please donate. Whatever it's worth to you to get rid of Nathan Fletcher, please donate today at Amy for San Diego.com.
2: Thanks, Amy.
1: Appreciate it. Till next week. Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the biblical citizen.